I'm Mary. And I'm Emily. And we are the founders of the Let's Do Science Mentorship Program. We started this podcast to get additional insights into other women's experiences in their pursuits of a career in medicine. We also hope to discuss topics that are relevant to applying to medical school and give advice from our experiences. Hey listeners, today we are excited to be talking to Dr. Angela Brimhall. Dr. Brimhall received her medical degree from University of North Texas, Fort Worth, and then completed a four-year dermatology residency at University Hospital in Cleveland, Ohio. She currently practices as a dermatologist in Salt Lake City. We are so excited to be here with you today. Thank you so much for being willing to talk to us and share your experience. We're really looking forward to hearing all about you and your journey. Um, So just to get started, we would just like to learn a little bit more about you and what your hobbies are, what you you enjoy outside of work, um, and just like family life and, and things like that. Okay. I just started skiing this year, so I can totally relate to that. So, um, yeah. well, I didn't grow up skiing, so learning it now. Yeah, same, same here. So, um, so what was your journey to medical school like? Did you always want to become a doctor, or did that kind of develop in your undergraduate? Um, so that's a great question. Um, so I went to Curiosity 
and desire to learn with uh, being able to work with people and help people. So as a junior, no medical professionals in my family. Um, I, it just, uh, it just came to me and, and I ran with it. That's amazing. It, That's... Fit. it was the right, it was the right thing. Yeah. And it fit perfectly. That's awesome. I, feel I like... hope everyone have that chance. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like that's so reassuring to hear. I know for me, um, I decided my, I always want to go to medical school, but I like fully committed my junior year of college. And so I feel like it's a good reminder that it's, if it feels right, it's never too late to to change courses if, if it's really what you want to do. So I, I love, I love hearing that. Yeah. Um, okay. So just kind of diving into your experience in medical school. So where did you go to medical school, and what was your favorite thing about medical school? Okay, so I went to medical school at the University of North Texas. It's in Fort Worth, and um, when I started medical school, I had a two-year-old, and so that was very, I had a lot of people say, well, you can't go to medical school and have kids, um, but ends up you can. Um <laughs> <laughs> But my favorite thing about medical school, um, I feel like my training, my organic chemistry and my training really uh, taught me how to incorporate knowledge into who I am as a person. And that was my favorite thing about medical school was you learn, I was learning something that didn't uh, disappear at the end of the semester. I was learning something that I could build on. And one of the best ways I could describe it is you learn the skeleton first and then you add a layer, you layer on the muscles and then you layer on, um, the physiology and you layer on ultimately the skin, right? Which is very important to me. So, um, so I felt like I was really laying down a foundation, laying down layers that were meaningful and useful and that I was going to use in a very practical and real way to help people. I love that. I feel like that's kind of the experience I have too. Right now, I'm just learning things and I'm forgetting them. And yeah. it's really cool. I'm excited for medical school in that way too, to really learn things and to remember them and to use them in my future career. So that's really cool. Yeah, that was really fun. Um, and the camaraderie is really fun. Being with a bunch of like-minded people uh, is and when I say like-minded, our lifestyles were completely different, mm-hmm. right? Some of my friends, you know, they were not, they did not have kids and they were they had completely different lifestyles. And but we were all like-minded. We all had the same purpose. It was really bonding. That's so cool. So along your medical journey through school, through residency, being a physician, did you ever experience self-doubt? And how did you handle those feelings and kind of work through them? Um, definitely. Uh, I definitely faced some self-doubts. I would say, um, I think I wrote, I, one of the biggest uh, times of self-doubt I had was when I started my internship, which was after residency. And for dermatology, you um, do a broad-based internship before you start your dermatology residency. And I really decided that for my first year, I really wanted to do internal medicine because it broke down every system of the body um, and you really learn how everything functions together. So, for example, cardiologists, they study internal medicine first and then they go on to specialize in the heart, right? Mm -hmm. And um, nephrologists, 
all of these different organ systems. Um, it starts with internal medicine. So I was going to be a dermatologist. I felt like that was going to be the best basis for me, but it also was extremely challenging uh, time-wise. So we would work 80 to 100 hours a week, and we would do 32-hour shifts, which was, was really difficult, but you learned so much. So I would say a moment of self-doubt was my first day of residency, of internship, um, my first year of residency, and I showed up on a Sunday morning, and I worked a 32-hour shift. So showed up at 7 a.m. on Sunday, worked all day, worked all night admitting new patients to the hospital. This is my first day coming straight from school to here's real life, and didn't come home until Monday afternoon. And when I got home, I cried <laughs> to my husband, and I said, it's one thing if I was if I was working and flipping burgers or doing something mindless that didn't affect people's lives, but I am so exhausted and the decisions I'm making are really affecting other people and affecting um, their outcomes and I'm holding their lives in their hands in some cases and and I just felt devastated because I just didn't know how I was going to be able to do that and I had a lot of self-doubt. I had never done anything like that before and I didn't know how I was going to learn how to, how to do this thing that seemed impossible. And um, as the, that was the last day I cried. And that was, and after that, guess what? The human body is incredible, which is part of the fun of, of the journey of learning about medicine and learning to become a physician is you learn with your mind how incredible the body is. And then going through internship and residency, you experience it. Because my body adjusted and my mind adjusted and I learned how to do 32-hour shifts. And I learned how to triple check and quadruple check myself when I was tired before I sent those orders in. And I learned, I learned how to survive on very little sleep. And I would come home at 3 in the afternoon after working all day and all night. And I'd take a nap. I'd, it'd be like 1 or 2. And I'd take a, a 1 or 2-hour nap until my kids got done with school. And I'd pick them up and we'd get on our bikes and we'd ride to the park so that I would stay awake. <laughs> and then we'd play at the park and we'd be outside, we'd do dinner, and then we'd all like crash after dinner. And the next morning you start over again. So, and, and every four every four days you do those 30 hour shifts. So I got to experience internally how resilient the body is and you adjust. And it's a, it's a cool thing to, to be a part of. Yeah, that's so cool. I think it's important to remember that you can do so much more than you think if you set your mind to it and you 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 persevere. I think that mm-hmm. that's super important to remember, especially going into medicine where it is so demanding, even, you know, like right now our schoolwork is so demanding. And then as you're talking about it, it gets even more demanding physically and mentally. So I think that's definitely important to remember. Yes, for um, sure. So Holly, let me question. We're going oh, to yes. get to that for sure. Ask again. We're doing a Q&A at the end. Thank you. Um, okay, so one thing I want to ask. So I'm super interested in dermatology, and I that's been my like dream ever since I was a little girl to do dermatology. So I'm just wondering um, what what that path specifically for dermatology looked like for you. If if like did you go into medical school knowing that that's what you wanted to do, or did you discover it later? And how did you make yourself prepared for for that? Great question. So I remember um, when I was the chief 
president in Cleveland, and we had our Cleveland Germ Society meeting. Um, and there, I remember seeing first year medical students bringing posters, and they they knew they wanted it. They knew they wanted dermatology, and it's, it was great to see. Um, and then that was not me. <laughs> Again, it takes me a while to get to kind of find out where where I belong, where what I want to do. So. Um, I decided my third year, I started medical school wanting to do family medicine. And really my idea there was I really love to treat people of all ages. I wanted to treat um, in the clinic. I love the clinic setting. And then I started doing my rotations and I fell in love with surgery. Um, I just didn't love surgery for five hours of retracting, you know, that was not very appealing to me. And so, but my personality was such that I like to know everything about a topic. I didn't want to know just a little bit about everything. And my hat off to family physicians. They do an incredible work. Um, and and my personality, it didn't fit very well um, with that. So that was something I learned after I started. And so I went looking for a specialty and um, I found dermatology where I get to do surgery, I get to do pathology, and I get to treat patients in the clinic. And it, it was a perfect fit for me, and I would say I found that my third my third year. After my second year and the beginning of my third year, I did a rotation in dermatology and decided that that was the specialty for me. Um, the only thing I didn't like about dermatology was how hard it is to get into. So I liked everything else about dermatology <laughs> except for that. <laughs> but, it was, but it was meant to be, and I was very fortunate. Yeah, that's super cool, and I think for me... I kind of have an idea of what I want to do, but I feel like as you get into medical school, that can totally change and different pathways and opportunities open. And I don't know. I just think it's important to be open-minded just, just like you were. So that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. Keep an open mind because, um, I've also had patients or, um, friends actually say, well, I want to go to medical school, but I don't like uh, working in the clinic and really you may love working in the hospital mm -hmm. or you may love looking at slides you may love reading in a dark room doing radio <laughs> so there's a huge breast medicine and if you know you want to help people you know you love science um you can you can probably find a place in medicine yeah yeah that's awesome um so going back you said you had your your first kid was two when you started medical school mm -hmm. and yeah, so yes. yeah we love Hadley she's the best um so when did you start or when did you decide to have kids and how did you decide to to do that and just kind of I guess the culture that we come from too it's like have kids young and have kids young and it's just really cool to see that you did that and made it work in medical school and so we were just kind of wondering how that was and how you figured that out Okay, great question. Yay, I'm glad you can hear. Okay, um, good question because um, my oldest, uh, my, my, I have five children, and um, people ask me all the time how you have five kids, but um, my oldest is 16 years apart from my youngest, so I didn't have all my kids when I was young. Um, you know, my oldest, my youngest I had when I was 40. So, you know, they come when they come, I would say. Um, I think for me, when did I decide to have kids? It was really, I just took them one at a time. And after I had Hadley, I was really sick with her. 
and um, I said, well, she's an only child. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> one one is, is good for me. And then my third year of medical school really felt like we, needed, we wanted to have another one. And that's when I sat down with my dean and said, hey, how does this look if I have a baby? You know, and he and his assistant, they, um, they just said, well, you'll likely fail out and you definitely won't get a residency. No residency program will find you attractive. And they weren't, I think, trying to be mean by any means. They were just trying to really give me my best opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so they just said, this is a very real possibility if you did have a child now. So, but again... We just felt like it was it was the right thing to do, and so we had Hiram. I took that year, and that he was little, and I focused on. I was in a, a master's program where I was studying clinical research because, again, I'm super curious. I like to know about everything, and so I was learning how to do clinical research along during medical school and earning a master's degree. So I was able to focus on that while Hiram was little, and um, able to finish my research, publish my research. So actually when I was applying for residencies, I was actually a very attractive candidate because I had already published my research. Um, so that was that was how I matched into a top 10 derm program, which was, I was so fortunate. Wow. Really, really blessed. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's definitely helpful to keep in mind as, you know, we're, me and Emily and other girls are trying to make those decisions and everything that if you have faith, it'll all work out. So um, kind of deviating from that topic. And it may not look the way you think it will look. Yeah. So my oldest, four and a half years later, is my next child. Six years later, Tate born my chief year of residency. And then Bryce and Oakley, boom, boom. After <laughs> yeah. <finished>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Um, so... What oppositions did you face with your decision to become a doctor or did you? And just like with that, how did you learn to overcome them or maybe ignore the people who were telling you not to do what you wanted? Well, I, I remember I had an aunt that she said, she kind of took me aside and she's like, why are you trying to do this? Don't you know you're making your life so much more complicated? It's going to be so much harder. Um, and I think... That was good because it made me realize, well, what do I want? I mean, is my is my goal in life to have an uncomplicated life or or what is what is really my objective here? And I will tell you that I had certain I had this as a goal. This was something that I wanted to um, this was something that I really felt like was a contribution that I could make to the world. And I realized that my goal wasn't just to have an uncomplicated life, but to really uh, have a uh, actualized life where I was doing the things that that would be contribute the most, and um, and it has not been uncomplicated. It has been very complicated, but uh, always worth it. And here's what happens: time passes either way. Time passes either way. And in five years, you look back and either you are working towards a goal and you're further along in that goal or you, or you decided to give it up and you're not further along in your goal. And the older I get, the more I see that, um, I, the more I see that. Yeah. So, I mean, so the other good advice I had was to just get started. Just do one thing. Just yeah. do one thing. 
get started on one thing that takes you closer to to where you want to be. Yeah. yeah, I really love that. I feel like sometimes I try to take 10 different things and I'm like, okay, hey, I have to do all of these things. And I think it's important to take a step back and just remember to just focus on one thing and work towards that goal and everything else will follow behind. So absolutely. Um, so we have been so blessed to hear from you today and to hear from your experiences. Um, before we close, we just wanted to see if you had any other thoughts that you wanted to share with our listeners today that we didn't talk about or cover today. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. So just our last question. Um, our last question is, if you could go back to your undergraduate self, what advice would you give yourself? So kind of that advice I just gave you would be just to let go of uh, wanting to know what the future is mm -hmm. and then just get started on what's in front of you. Yeah. Take, just take the one, the one step in front of you. If there, if, um, 
you want to get more involved with something, if you say, oh, I see that I really want to get involved in research and find out if I like that, just take that step. Don't worry mm -hmm. about, am I going to want to be a researcher for my whole life? Or <laughs> I'm going to get into my dermatology residency. You know, you just, just take it one step at a time and don't worry about really forcing, forcing the end or needing a crystal ball to see where it'll end. When am I going to start my family? This you know, you'll really know when you're in that situation, when the situation comes, you'll, you'll know. Um, so I would take all the steps you can. I was talking to someone about this the other day. If you set your sights up here and you go for it and you end up course correcting somewhere over here, you know, that's easy to do. It's a lot harder to kind of set your sights here and then start and get here and then be like, Oh wait, but I'd rather do this. You, know, you can, yeah. you still can do it, but there's nothing wrong with, with setting some big goals and going after big dreams. There's nothing wrong with that. And and just if you just take it one step at a time and don't need a crystal ball to see where you're going to end up, you know, you'll be there before you know it. Yeah. I I definitely agree with that. I I feel like that was my my biggest trial to overcome was like I'm not going to know how things are going to play out and I just have to know that if I try, then it'll work out. So Absolutely. Yep. That's just stay in that space, stay in that headspace, and um, and you'll you'll just you'll uh, it's the best place to work on goals. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for being being willing to do this podcast with us, and it was so great to get to know you and to to learn from you. So thank you again. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We hope there was a message that inspired and encouraged you. Make sure to check out our website, letsdosciencementor.com and our Instagram at letsdosciencementor.com.